Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the final episode of my one-shot host audition. I have been your interim game master and auditionee for that role, Chase Troutman. We're ready to wrap up this wild ride of Blades in the Dark with my absolutely stellar cast, B, Gabe, and James. Thank you so much for having me, but it's not over yet. Sit back, get ready, let's dive in. And so the poltergeist will basically like un- until you want to pull it in, he's he's going to go over there and then try to run interference or whatever. And and so we can lead into that scene after you two have figured out how to proceed. But that's that's where he's going to lead into it. Love that. I'll give you a couple uh, other folks in the room that you might consider talking to. Hell yeah. So of course, Lord and Lady Strang or the Lady Clave and Lord Strangford are mm-hmm. uh, pretty much eternally together. Another notable member of the community that you see is Elder Rowan, who is on the council. He is an elder white man in dress robes, so he's a bit more of the religious type. I think it's like a secret, not secret, that he's part of the Church of Ecstasy. Because everybody knows that the church has their claws in the council, and he is a member, but like not on the surface. Can I get like a, a Wikipedia like uh, a brief on what the Church of Ecstasy believes Absolutely. in? Absolutely. Thank you for that. So the Church of Ecstasy, in quotation marks, the state religion honors the life of the body and abhors the corrupted spirit world, essentially a secret society. So the tenets of the Church of Ecstasy is that they are very much against supernatural things in the city. Um, they believe it to be like an abomination. So they're very much against ghosts and and specters and anything like that. But demons, which are like the pre-human life on this planet, mm-hmm. they're particularly interested in and so much so that they try to find demons to experiment on because they think it's like a pure form of being because they were here before humans. So it's it's very like uh, supernatural based. That's what they believe in. But cool. Really, they have money. They have access to a lot of things like uh, tithes from citizens, extensive arcane and occult libraries, uh, workspaces, artifacts, and yeah, their their pockets are deep. It's interesting that that is like not public knowledge of of who is involved. James, mm-hmm. you you finding James. out that the Church of Ecstasy is like the primary religion in this space, just kind of clarified that poltergeist is walking up to this married lady with a hey you want a hookup coin <laughs> correct and not aware of it mm-hmm. <laughs> love i'm loving that for me we'll get so to good. witness it yeah. i think that the, the vibe that i get from the church of ecstasy is that it's not something you put on an official document but it's also mm-hmm. it's not like it's it's not something that you have to like in hushed whispers talk about either does that make sense mm. public okay. secret public secret sure, sure 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 so yeah that's elder rowan's deal we've also got the noble penderin they are similarly a council member that is the bookish sort of like antiquarian um and librarian type they seem pretty focused on lady clave and lord strangford as far as like they're not really talking to anybody they're just like their focus is trained on the two of them there's Commander Bowmore, who is a blue coat and a member of the council. And then mm-hmm. um, those are the those are the council members that you see and maybe like know more about. The other council members are here, but they are otherwise occupied. 
Oh, well, I mean, we can also say that like these are linchpin uh, uh, council members, yeah. like where they go, the others go. Yeah. Totally agree with that. My instinct, uh, my, my shipping brain is like, well, we, we got to get uh, Penderin interested in our friend. Um, but that does feel like a back burner sort of priority. <laughs> um, I want to know where is Clarissa? Like, or mm. do we see her? Mm. Yeah, you see her. She is here. She's talking to Commander Bowmore, the blue coat. Are we like, at, since Clarissa presumably knows us, mm. are we at any kind of risk of like, that's not a servant. That's grandpa. You're with, you have a date. So like there are people here, they brought dates. Okay. Yeah. So it's not going to like, it's not going to strike her. I don't odd. think so. Unless you really mess things up, in which case she might get suspicious. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, and also technically we are here uh, ostensibly to support her, yeah. you know, so that, that I don't feel like is a big risk <laughs> unless we get in your way. really screw up. Yeah. Well, you know, she's unpleasant. Yeah. So that's possible. Yeah. Just tanks her own campaign to mess with you guys. Who knows? Let's see how bad this goes or how good. Um, okay. Well, the other two of you, what would you like to do? Uh, Silk, you've got Doug in tow. It's going to take a lot of convincing to get him to go anywhere else. So mm-hmm. that being said, would the three of you like to like to go um i think hutchins goes and starts to mingle on his own so i might be able to do something about doug if the time is right right yeah i think what what uh silk feels like uh, they need is to know what's going on with uh uh this undead man um because then they will be able to like really put the pressure on of like you know i can start sowing the seeds of like Mm. seems awfully weak uh, seems like not a great horse to back, but like to really like put pressure on them, I need to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but beforehand, I think what Silk is probably going to focus on is like ingratiating and maybe like talking up Doug because Doug is not on the council, but we know mm. will be on the council, <laughs> right? And if we can convince people that Doug is like a secret genius, um, I feel like that is helpful because if then Doug says like, oh, Strangford is like uh, a, a squeaky wheel is like uh, not not worth propping up, then uh, like, well, that's the genius uh, Doug who is going to be serving on the council next. <laughs> Obviously, we must listen to them. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's my plan for right now. It's like sort of making connections and treading water. Okay. I like it. Okay. Here's the thing. Are there any other council member hopefuls here who are not on the council currently who would be like Clarissa's competition? Sure, yeah. There's yeah, there's a few rival houses here. Margette Vale is a contender. She's sort of a um sort of a dark horse in the race because she comes from like the criminal underbelly, but her she recently found out that she has a noble lineage and she's using it. Um, so, and she managed to score an invite hmm. aside from that, like, you know what, there's just a ton of blue coats here. All of them have like really good prospects of being in the city council because that's the way that it is. Okay. Yeah. What, what I would like to spend my time doing is to undermine them by trying to affect their behavior with some ointments. Great. <laughs> Okay, great. I think I might just call for a roll then from the two of you to sort of like enact this plan over a period of time and then we'll go and do the scene mm-hmm. 
with uh, Poltergeist and The Returned. For you, Silk, the, it's a bit of a whisper campaign. Like you're you're hyping up somebody to everybody. Yeah, yeah. I am, despite all evidence to the contrary, trying to convince people that Doug here is a secret genius. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, what skill would you like to pitch for that? The skills that I would be torn between would either be consort or sway. And the good news is, I've got two in both of them, well, so it doesn't an, matter. You get an extra dice and sway because oh. of our. Um, oh, that's yeah. Oh yes. Oh, does that does that really get me three dice? Yes, it's up to three, so you would be okay. Disgusting! I <laughs> that's love that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we picked the right perk. Oh yeah. All right, yeah. Give me a sway roll and let's see how this goes. All right. Wow, what a terrible roll. <laughs> um, that is three. The highest I got on that roll was three. Oh, no. Woof. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> three is a failure. Mm -hmm. The thing is, Doug sucks. Like, oh, <laughs> And you're really, you're really, you're scraping the bottom of the barrel to find anything worthwhile to talk about with Doug. And even the times where you do manage to find something, like, twist because you're good at twisting your words and you mm -hmm. find ways to twist your words into making him seem appealing whenever you do that in an effective way he is right there to shut you down by yeah. uh looking like a buffoon it's his specialty okay 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 <laughs> the, the doug campaign is is it's not going well yeah all right i'm gonna have to change tacks pretty quick <laughs> like two failures on that it's just like well then suddenly my reputation is going to be in question which oh, i no. cannot afford Correct. <laughs> um good lord <laughs> it's tough it's tough with doug um he's gonna be a hindrance to you all night uh okay grandpa what skill would you like to pitch me for your little gambit grandpa would like to engage in a little finesse oh okay and describe to me how you're using finesse all right well i've got this satchel of ointments underneath my tweed coat mm -hmm. right i've got several ointments with me i'm gonna say how how many can i use like is it one target one roll kind of thing no this this role encompasses your gambit for the for you know my gambit is I'm going to tar target M M Margette, the, you know, the underdog for the council position. Yeah. And I'm going to target as many blue coats as possible, Great. especially the ones that I know to be not on the council and uh, most important. Um, I'm going to I'm going to like say that I'm using up like three entire ointments out of my bandolier. OK, um, so I'm going to cross off bandolier. Great. And finesse me that role if you would. Okay. Um, I'm going to take some stress because I want this to be really naughty. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to take two stress here. Wow. Yep. <laughs> Listen. Okay. It's okay. Listen. Grandpa knows what he's doing. Yeah. It's going to be so <laughs> funny if I freaking nerf this now. I also really like that um, the stress is maybe just on your joints from doing this. <laughs> <laughs> from like carrying these light ointments. Yeah. Um, okay. We're rolling four dice here. I have two in finesse naturally. Mm -hmm. I'm adding two. Great. Here we go. Love it. Four is my highest. <sighs> and I just just in case this helps you, yeah. GM, 
Um, the thing I'm using and trying to infect them with, in fact, and I do this by going up and just being like, have you seen my granddaughter? You know, it's a really good party game. You can play with a stick and a piece of twine. And I'm just going like, <laughs> you know, just trying to like engage them in really boring topics and infecting them with blood needle, Ooh. which induces fever, euphoric mania and rampant energy. So they're going to bear. I want them to embarrass themselves. They're they're going to make some faux pas and just like ruin this party and ruin their chances. Wow. Of You're scary. Grandpa? <laughs> oh, sh- Old grandpa blood needle. <laughs> yeah. Old grandpa blood needle. Ain't nothing to be afraid of. Unless you're rich. All right. Four is a mixed success. And where I'm going to count that mixed success is that they they are getting embarrassing. They're getting, they look like they're just like inebriated way too early at the party, but they are pulling you into their orbit of that. And suddenly all eyes are you are on you at the party as being one of the uh, like irresponsibly imbibing people. So I think like a bunch of blue coats, like at one point, just like throw their arms around you. They're like, oh, this grandpa rules. <laughs> maybe, maybe I got like just a taste of the, you know what I mean? Just enough. Yeah. Like, in, you know what I mean? Like I wasn't careful. I wiped my nose or whatever. <laughs> Um, with a blood needle hand, and I just embarrass myself for a few minutes with the blood coats before I come back to my senses. Absolutely beautiful. Okay, I'm like, oh, it's a great old party, oh, you know, singing, and <laughs> just making Duchess look bad. Absolutely. Sorry, Duchess. Okay, so both of you are kind of on a crusade to make people look bad, and well, one of you is success successfully succeeding, and the other one of you is failing successfully. So anyway. That is happening. And as it is, Poltergeist, you are going up to the guest of, well, not the guest of honor, the host of honor, really. Yes. Although he sort of looks like a guest in his own body right now. And you sort of have to wait in line to get in t- to talk to them because they're just so busy talking to all of the other guests at this party. They are so involved. And you see that it is very much Lady Clave taking on the uh, the responsibilities of having social interactions Though Lord Strangford does seem to speak up every once in a while and is quickly talked over. So you gather this information as you approach them. Mm. This one asks you a weird question. Mm. Has the copper eyes, like, has their avatar been visible at all in this party? The copper eyes. They're like the small child from me. Yes. Oh, I'm going to say yes, because this is a house of wealth and... This is a, I think like just this entire environment is not conducive to the way that you all want to live. And yeah. so I think that as a reminder, the, the child is present, mm. sort of ever present and maybe perhaps oh. like hovering over anybody that you're trying to have a conversation with at any given oh, point. That's, there's this horrifying notion of like this ghostly child just leaning over someone's head and like yes. looking down as they're speaking god gabe hates that poltergeist is all about it but gabe <laughs> hates it oh my god i'm sorry to gabe oh please uh yeah you just unlocked a fear did, a new fear. honestly you you unlocked a new fear in the next person i run a game for is what you did then we are square <laughs> um, yeah so poltergeist is just going to kind of wait calmly for their turn paying attention to the things that the Lord speaks up for and they're trying to pay attention to is the air like does the air feel different is the temperature different Mm -hmm. uh and also like does the Lord have an odor at all or 
Is there such a strong perfume that it would hide an odor? Ooh. I'm going to have you make a survey, survey roll. Yeah, incredible. I'm not good at those. What about study, Jay? No, I'm 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 fine with Oh, wait, no, I lied. Well, the survey is the one I'm good at. I lied. I mean, <laughs> I'm a fool. Oh. Study is the one I'm bad at. I will, I'm always down for pitches. In fact, I think the rules of the game imply that you, I'm supposed to take pitches from you, but this seemed like a survey role to me. No, I love the, I love your idea. I got a six and a two. I think, I think a survey is great. Okay. Okay. We love to see it. Okay. So you're successful as I think, are you surveying this information during the conversation or as you're approaching them? As approaching so that they can pay full attention to them before they're in the conversation. Beautiful. Okay. It is so interesting that you asked about an odor. Mmm! Gabe is honored! (laughs) (laughs) Because in fact, you do notice something. The scent ignites a memory within you. Uh Uh-oh. A pleasant memory from your childhood tell me about that um the name jonah came from poltergeist father poltergeist used to see themselves as jonah jonah Locke, and jonah Locke saw himself as someone who was born to inherit responsibility from his family He was told he had to be wealthy. He had to inherit responsibility. He had to become a man of the family. That was what he was born to be. That was before poltergeists knew what they could be. There's a moment here as you approach where the child is no longer visible. And then they're back as you get sucked out of this memory and back into the present. Remind me of the other things you were looking for, because you rolled a a success, not a critical success, but a full success at least. And I want to give you all the information you'd like. No, I appreciate it. Um, like, like looking at the movements, how often the Lord is blinking, which is important. (laughs) Um, (laughs) see if there is like an odor in the air or if there was like a strong perfume to like kind of hide an underlying odor. And when the Lord speaks, like... Does he speak at all with a stutter? Does he slur his words? Or is it like, oh, there's a, okay. Like, is it, is it almost that he's shut down? Like, does, does he have more energy than a man who was dead should? Which like, the answer is probably yes, but. <laughs> yeah, so after you receive this sort of memory, a pleasant memory, the remaining smell after that is briny. It smells briny. Mm. There's perfume in the air, certainly, but not enough to be able to cover this. But you can tell that there was an attempt. The movements are strange, but not so strange that you would assume there's anything otherworldly about him necessarily. He just looks old and tired and probably messed up from whatever happened. His speech patterns are pretty scattered. It looks like he tries to start a lot of sentences that suddenly in the middle of it, he can't remember where he was going. Mm. And those are the sentences that he gets to finish because typically the lady will step in and speak for him. Ooh, I know exactly what I'm going to ask him. (laughs) And it's either going to go really well or really badly. Yeah. I think as you approach, Lady Clave, of course, steps towards you and she just says, Hello, darling. Oh, sorry. Your appearance is very striking. Thank you, my dear lady. It almost startled me. 
Now, I, I don't remember sending your family an invite. And remind me, which family was that? Oh, I was. And as they start to speak, they look to the side. Should your servants be doing that? And Poltergeist points in the far corner over it. Something that is of unimportance. No one is actually doing something, but just hoping to distract her attention. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, well, you know what? I will. I will. I'll point. I'll point at Silk, uh, who is <laughs> probably mandling, mandling, managing uh, <laughs> Doug Duggerson. <laughs> is Doug bothering a servant somehow? Like, yeah, he is complaining um, because <laughs> the canapes are not as good as they were at the last party. They're not <laughs> canned. <laughs> I had the totally wrong impression of what a canopy was, and he is just giving it to the servant. Um, it's uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. she uh, she looks back for a moment, but she doesn't let her face tear away from you. She just like looks with her eyes, and she just says, oh, we have the best around. I, I trust them with anything. And looking past her, straight at him, have you met the one whose eyes are that of copper? I loved the soft O. I don't even care if the answer is a yes, Jay. That fed me. <laughs> that meant that the DM, the GM, got to speak of something interesting, and that's all I ask for. <laughs> Lord Strangford has always had a bit of a haunted look about him. He's a Leviathan hunter. I mean, he does not only a dangerous job, but a, a strange one. He is no stranger to the odd. His expression is noticeably vacant, and his voice feels smaller than you would expect. But he looks at you, and he just says, I've seen a great many things in the void. What have you seen? And at this point, the lady steps forward, and she's just like, Honey, no, no, no. We can't be asking (laughs) what people have seen on the sea. I'm so sorry. He's just, he's a bit tired, but I promise he's, he's, gonna be his best in a few days or so he's recovering you understand of of course thank you my lady i take her hands and i shake them and i do the same for the lord and as i do it for the lord i put two copper pieces into his hand he looks at you and there's a moment where there is someone behind the gaze oh my god (laughs) and you connect with him for a moment and then he's gone again Mm. Ooh, hate this. I go back to my crew. <laughs> Hell no. Deb, when man looks at you and says, I've seen a lot of things in the void. We all know the void is hell and death. So. <laughs> so. And you return to your crew with some such information. <laughs> and and Pol- yeah, Poltergeist shares that he distinctly referenced seeing many things in the void. That man truly was or is still dead. It is like his spirit itself is only loosely inhabiting the body. I, and I I think like this is happening like with thin, tight lips because I kind of feel like the only way this conversation is able to happen even remotely safely is because Doug is laying into these servants and my (laughs) whole thing is making it so that it doesn't turn into a scene, Mm -hmm. but this is grabbing me enough time to actually do my job. I am confident if I can get some time with him, he will die with two coppers to his name. 
I am confident about that. Also, with that information, I am pretty sure we can get the sharks to start circling. There will be a toppling tonight. Oh, I love toppling. Do you think she cares much about her dress? You're wearing far nicer clothes. <laughs> she cares about that dress. That's embarrassing. So I should ruin it. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's a pretty big play. That might end up with you kicked out or worse. Only if they can see me. And <gasps> I am going to use my ghost veil. Uh, so I take two stress when I shift and I can use, I can take extra stress to add extra features. So I'm going to add this extra stress for it to last a few minutes rather than moments. And so that I am invisible rather than shadowy. Oh, Whoa. oh my God. Sick. Oh my God. Holy and, and my intention is basically to like anyone with a drink nearby and like toss it directly onto her dress, aiming to stain it uh, with the assumption that either A, she'll leave to clean it, or if she does leave to clean it, she leaves her husband or she takes him with her. Either way, there's a privacy and, and Poltergeist is elaborating beforehand so that Silk and even potentially Grandpa can be nearby to follow. Mm -hmm. And I myself will make myself visible again as the servant to Doug Duggerson. Okay. Okay. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm running interference for you to do your business. Yeah. Um, so the question is, uh, Grandpa, do you think you can derail Doug for like 10 minutes? I feel like I only need 10 minutes. Silk. <laughs> of course. You need 20? I got 20 for you. There is not enough light in the room for that twinkle in your eye. Where does it come from? What, this one right here? That twinkle? <laughs> That's the special heist twinkle. <laughs> Let's do this, young folks. Um, I'd also like to remind you all of an ability that you all have while we're on the score, which is flashbacks. If there's ever a point where you would like to have have set up something that's going to help you, you can always take a flashback. And the cost for that is I determine how much stress you take, de like depending on how hard it was to set that up. But you can you can throw that out at any point if you would like to use mm. it just for your reference. OK, OK, I like it. I'm good for the moment. Yeah. And you can use that in the moment. Like if there's like, if you're about to do a role that looks really sketchy, you can, you know, we can flashback. Anyway, just wanted to put that in your pocket. Thank you. Okay. So, so, so Dugson. <laughs> uh, yeah. And he's got a mouthful of six canapes. Did I ever tell you about the time that I wrestled a Leviathan? Uh, no, I'm pretty sure you're not a Leviathan hunter. Oh. Oh, it was probably five. Oh, gosh, it was like two years before <laughs> Dolores Lila was born. Do you know my granddaughter, Dolores no. Lila? Why would it I... might have been a year after she was born, actually. You know, it's hard to remember because back at that time, my aunt. Anyway, so what's going to happen here is at a certain point, <laughs> I'm going to lean into Doug's face and like exhale really pronouncedly. Um, and what's happening here is my venomous feature. I have become immune to... This is horrid. I've become immune to trance powder. <laughs> and in fact, it has become imbued in my body. Mm -hmm. And I can push myself to secrete it through my breath as a vapor. So I'm going to put Doug into a trance with my long story. <laughs> Who the 
the hell oh are we? Oh my god. <laughs> I just talk to people. Y'all are like way lobster. <laughs> it's just an ointment. Gosh. Oh my um, god. And I'm uh yeah, so push myself. Am I taking a stress there? That's that's a stress. If you right? push yourself, yes. Yeah, I'm gonna take a stress and I'm gonna do that to Doug. Look, it's for his psoriasis, okay? <laughs> yeah, do you do you want to aggravate my psoriasis? Yeah. It's it's like one of those like spray mint. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what what skill are we proposing here? Oh, finesse for sure. Thank you. Okay. Fin finesse with an additional stress, as you do. I am Grand feeling like stress. not to be difficult, but I am feeling like finesse is a bit of a like, it's a dexterity esque kind of thing. What about sway? Yeah, I'm I'm down yeah. with consort or sway. Like consort or sway would also work here because you're you're talking at him. Okay, I'm gonna do sway then. Okay. I'll take it. Which I have two in because of the bonus. <laughs> Thanks, crew. And I'm going to actually put two stress in it. So, like, you know, not to metagame, but Grandpa's about... <laughs> Grandpa's about... Grandpa's getting stressed. <laughs> Grandpa rolled a six! Oh, yes! Let's go! Grandpa. Okay. What is the desired effect for you here? Oh, a trance. As long as I can get it to last. Okay. And if my story... I'm just saying, because it's a six. If my story could trance anyone else out around them, that's fine, too. I would give you that on a critical, but since it's just a six, that's like a full success. So you get what you want. So we're going for Doug, and you've got Douglas. Um, that's so fair. And he is in He's in your trance. In fact, he. Uh, I, I'd say you've got him for... I'm going to put 30 minutes on this, which is pretty good. Uh, and I think okay. what happens <laughs> is he just stands at the canopy table and just doesn't stop. <laughs> And like, there's other people trying yeah. to talk to him and he's just like nodding and eating and just kind of is in his own world. It sounds kind of nice, to be honest. Good for Doug. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, it's, not, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, beautiful. Someone walk me through what the next part of this wild plan is. <laughs> this is going to be... So basically, I am going to be... If, uh, if we're going to assume that uh, Gabe's character is like a ghost, I am the shadow of a ghost because <sighs> I am waiting for them to strike, mm -hmm. waiting for this spill to happen and just follow out them out of the room because I am hoping to corner this man mm -hmm. uh, while she is fixing her dress Great. james if i if i can even lead into that if if she mm -hmm. tries to leave with him at the same time and i follow behind invisible i could so she walks in i'm behind her and then i try to shut the door behind her that's perfect. blocking you with him if we can Here, here's what it is here's what it is like there's you know they're going off down a hallway to like a private restroom or something mm -hmm. and uh it's it's that perfect maneuver to just pull him back enough from the door and close the door and I follow behind like very quickly and I shove pennies in the door so she's not going to get out of that bathroom uh, uh, very quickly and I am going to steal this man away into like some private drawing room oh. somewhere oh. classic gala shenanigans this is great it's so good okay what skill what skill would you like to propose for this? Okay, because, yeah, the, the big skill that I'm going to have with him is I'm going to have a little chat with him. Mm -hmm. But I kind of see this as maybe finesse, I right? To, like, just penny the door um, and lock her in. Uh, and we're we're kind of working together on this maneuver, right? That's there's There's a teamwork thing in Blades, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Yeah. 
I could okay. give you an assist also. I think you have to be near unless you have an ability that lets yeah. you. No. Okay. Um, because some classes do have that ability. There the other teamwork option is that one of you can lead a skill check and you all roll all the dice that you have at your disposal and you take the highest number from that but whoever's leading takes stress for every time someone fails i'm da- i've i'm pretty good finesse so i'm down if you want to try that oh great yeah, i've only got too. one in finesse so oh i've got two i have two okay yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll we'll have uh gabe lead on because th- this finesse maneuver to like lock her in the bathroom is you know gabe led anyway so that okay. makes sense to me and are all three of us going or is this happening concurrently while grandpa is trancing? I don't think trancing right. took that long. So I, if you want to go, that's fine. If you'll have grandpa, grandpa will come. If, honestly, if, if we told grandpa where we were going after grandpa trances, I think it, it'd probably be easy for, for him yeah. to meet up with us. I'll just be like, is this where the bathrooms are? You know, so yeah. Gonna... Okay. Yeah. Three, all three of us are locking an adult woman in the bathroom. <laughs> that's very funny. Okay. So is this a group-led action? Let's do it. I think so. I think so. Okay. Yeah. So how this is going to work is poltergeist is leading this right because you have the best in finesse okay so how this works is everybody do their finesse roll we're going to take the single highest roll from any of the dice that you roll poltergeist if either of the you take one stress for anybody who fails that's fine i accept it all right i like it that way let's do it (laughs) well i roll a two okay not not loving that but (laughs) i got another six hey six and a five let's go grandpa (gasps) Okay, oh that's two sixes. That's a critical baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Let's go. Hey, it's me, your temporary game master Jay. I'm just going to scoot right on in here so we can have a little chat. All right. Like I said up top, this is my final piece of my audition, so please go fill out the survey that OneShot has made up for all the host auditions. You can find them on Patreon if you're a patron, or at oneshotpodcast.com for the public feed listeners. It is your last chance, and they need to know what you thought of me and, of course, the other amazing auditionees. While I'm here, I'm going to take an opportunity to do a little plug for myself. (laughs) I'm a game designer. I have two release zine-sized games. The first is Contact, a storytelling game about alien communication through tarot and song. And the second is Insatiable Cravings, a two-player card game RPG about ravenous monsters and their hopeful admirers, and also about meal-making, courting, and bluffing. I will put a link in the show notes for you to check both of those games out. I would love if you took a look. They're my first two games. I'm really proud of them. I also have some one-shot network-specific announcements. The first is about Sky Joust. The sports anime-inspired Skyjack spin-off Sky Joust is now on its own feed. Follow four teams of teen athletes as they fly towards their dream of winning a jousting tournament for a sport that calls for them to ride on the backs of massive birds. The first six episodes will be aired weekly, starring Ali Grauer, Drew Mershieski, and Mel D'Amato. Second up, over on the campaign feed, listeners can check out a preview of a new OSN miniseries coming out in 2024, Adventure Capitalists. This is another competitive actual play where two teams of four players have four sessions to make as much in-game money as possible for a real cash prize. The preview episode stars Rashawn Scott, Tyler Samples, Alan Linick, and Avery Lee. We'll update you here when the Adventure Capitalist feed launches. Okay. Now a word from our sponsors. Let's get back to the show. (laughs) 
Okay, tell me the desired effect here, and I think I understand it, but just just so I'm clear, what's happening here is that we are trying to maneuver the lady and the Lord in such a way that when they try to enter a room, we're going to separate them. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess the extra success, I mean, you do that in spades. You tell me where you would like each of them. Would you like like the lady in her own room? Would you like, what room would you like to explore here? I think I think her private room would be even better because people wouldn't disturb her there unless like a like, bedroom kind of thing. Yeah, like if she yeah. yeah if she's like pounding and shouting for help at some point, then it'll be hard for that to arrive in a timely fashion. Okay, yeah. you take your time with this because she has to go up this long, elegant staircase to get to the bedroom, and so you just wait for your moment. And one thing that the three of you do have in spades is patience, and you manage to get your mark and. What happens here is that she goes into the room, into the bedroom, right? Is someone going in with her or we're just locking her in there? We, I think we're just, yeah, we'll just, we'll just lock her in yeah. there if we're able to. That's easier than. Great. Okay. So um, why don't you describe to me because there's like you have a ghostly member of your crew kind of uh, facilitating this. I want to know what this looks like for you guys and whatever you want because it's a critical success you can have. <laughs> I think it's even funnier if like. It sounds bad. If she, if if Poltergeist trips her on her way in the room, so that she thinks that she like stumbled in, rather than us like oh like rather than someone else pushing her or like something happening with her like her husband, she like trips in and stumbles, stepping a little bit on the dress or something. So she thinks that it was her own mistake that caused that. Because then also, if we lock it behind her, she's gonna think that her husband locked her in. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, for for those at home who don't know what I mean when I say penny the door, uh, if you are stick a coin of just the right thickness into the slot between a door opening and closing, it will get stuck. So with like a very small object, you can make it almost impossible to open a door. And because we are the children of the copper eye, oh. it just feels like this is almost a semi-magical thing that we can do. We do, I just take a couple pennies and I put it in that crack of the door and the friction there is just too much to for it to open. James, That's so you cool. may have just started the next trolling craze that like <laughs> yeah. so when when you start when I start seeing it on the news, I'm like, whoa, that's wild. My name's Gabriel Hikes. I don't know. <laughs> They're like a rash of teenagers pennying doors all across the country. They're, yeah, it's a fire hazard. You shouldn't do it. They're calling it, it but... silking. <laughs> <laughs> and here's what you need to know. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, I, I just feel like this is very slick maneuver mm -hmm. where I then turn to uh, our our dear uh, previously departed friend here, <laughs> Strangford. I, like the shadow of death, I grab his hand <gasps> and I pull him to some private drawing room, some room where there is low light and a candle is lit and there are two chairs facing one another. Servants' quarters. Ooh. No one's going to go there. That's so true. Especially like their bedrooms. Yeah, they're all working right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And what could thematically be better to bring the wealthy down into the servants' quarters Absolutely. and do what we're going to do? Yeah. Um, we are sending a message here, folks. And as you walk away with him, you hear like banging on the door uh, from in the bedroom. She's like, 
Oh, honey, darling. Oh, sweetie, I think you, I think you've uh, accidentally closed the door shut. Let me out. I need to host. Honey, honey, darling. <laughs> more and more desperate. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> okay, you lead Lord Strangford to the servants' quarters. They're nice. They're nicer than perhaps you were expecting. They've got rows of built bookshelves built in even. Um, there's, uh, you find one private room with a single private bed. They even have private rooms, which seems nice. Um, and uh, you notice as you moved away from the Great Hall, the temperature doesn't feel as cold here. It was remarkably cold in the, in the main hall. And it doesn't seem as temperature treated in here. It feels a little bit warmer, not uncomfortably so, just you almost notice the how uncomfortably cold you were previously in the warmth here. And I think that like with everything that happened when you were leading Lord Strangford away, he was just like, okay, all right. And he's just like following you and mm-hmm. didn't question it. And you kind of get to the room and suddenly he like snaps back to himself for a moment. He's just like, oh, I, I should be somewhere else, I think. Sweetheart. Do you have the coins you were given? I I don't understand. You will. Take them and put them on the table there. And as they say that, they like dim the lantern in the room. And I think the shadows fall so much heavier so that it feels like the only thing that exists in the room is the table with the lantern, the two chairs on either side of it, and most conspicuously those two copper coins, which feel like they glow as they catch the light. Have a seat. Okay. And he slowly and creakily sits down in a chair and then looks at you, but more through you, waiting. Silk takes a seat opposite Strangford and smiles with, like, a very kind and very sad smile. You must be very tired. I don't think you could begin to imagine. I'm here to help you. Thank God. And he looks relieved for a moment, and then he looks at you and I think picks up on something that most other people don't pick up about your crew. And he just says, um, you know, most people believe that the horrors live outside of Duskwall in the Void Sea the Deathlands, but there's just as many horrors within the walls, and you look like you've seen a few. Hmm. I think... I think you haven't lived the type of life that could have made you appreciate that until now, which is why I am here, which is why we are here, because I have an offer for you. It will let you lay down your burdens and you will leave behind a gentler fate than the one you are slouching towards right now. I'm going to have you roll. Yeah, this is definitely a sway. So I've got the three dice. I can't add any more dice. (laughs) This seems important. (laughs) I've I've had two bad rolls so far. Yeah, you're Uh, due. So we'll see. Ten times the charm. Okay, I did get five. Okay, okay, all right, all right. He looks at you and he goes, and and there's a moment of intense emotion suddenly with him, which is maybe a bit startling as he goes, I am so burdened. And then you lose him for a moment. And he just says, 
Lady Clave, I- I'm supposed to be hosting a party. I need to go. No, no, you don't. You don't need to do any of that anymore. There are forces that are trying to pull you away from yourself, away from where you're supposed to be. You have everything you need right here. Two coins. Two coins will pay your way for where you need to go. I think at that moment, almost uh, symbolically, and Grandpa Timley, if you if you think otherwise, as Silk says that, I think Poltergeist puts one of their hands on the Lord's right shoulder and then waits for the Grandpa to put their hand on the other side. And I most certainly do. He looks comforted. And then he speaks up and says, they don't want me on the council anymore. I don't care. (laughs) I can't care after what I've seen. I know. What exactly are you offering me? You are right. In the void, there are horrors. They walk amongst us. They are in the invisible places, in the shadows, and sometimes even in the burning lights. Many of these things have teeth and claws. I imagine they're not much different than the beasts that you faced in the waves. They are trying to pull you in different directions. They whisper promises. They lure you into their hungry mouths. But there is another, a small light in the darkness, something that does not hunger, something that does not yearn or urge, It simply whispers you away. And all you need do is lay down your burdens here. I promise you, everything will be taken care of. Everything will be for the best. Just take what you have, swear it away, and accept the two coins. He sort of suddenly and very quickly reaches forward and grabs your hands and he says, my burden is this life. I know. No, you don't. There's no way you could possibly know. I traded. And then he's transported for a moment and you all lose him as he starts to say things like, I should have saved them. I'm so sorry. I I didn't know what I was doing. I I have life. It's all right. You were saddled with a burden. A burden that lives at the sickly heart of this world. Wealth. Beyond your riches, you could see nothing but things that meant something to you. You have done unfathomable sin simply by living your charmed life. But you have already lost that. And the greed that has wormed its way in your heart, that poison is trying to puppet you now. I am telling you, you can be divorced of that if you accept the copper coins. Okay, I'm going to have you make another roll here. Is he asking to die? Can we make this a team thing? (laughs) Because we are all here. We are all here. Yeah. I I think I might add to that just like, it's the only real way to do right by your crew, my lord. That's true. If you let yourself die again. All of their memory dies with you. They can rest. But you have work to do. That's where, oh. Jay's reactions and like Jay's, the smile that you have on your face 
has made every bit of this worth it. Oh, thank so you. True. That's such a nice yeah. compliment. I'm having a nice time, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, are we, is someone leading a sway oh, roll? Yes. Okay. Uh, I think I am going to lead the Do sway it. roll and thank goodness I got a six. Ooh. Oh my God. Okay. Because the other ones were two. Oh. Woof. They were both twos. <laughs> let's let's try for another six. Yeah, I, I got a I got a two. Is this a situation where I can take a devil's bargain for a crit success? Ooh, I I think you're supposed to call it before, but I don't care. Let's do it. Um, I'm hey. gonna say your devil's bargain is you could roll another die if you so a devil's bargain. If you don't know, is uh you can accept a bargain from me to get an additional die. But the consequence is something that you take regardless of if you fail or succeed. So even if okay. you fail, you will still take the consequence. And I'm going to say... Grandpa wants to dance with the devil. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to say... This is a bit more extreme than I would do for like a longer campaign. But for a one shot, I think it makes sense. Yeah. This is getting pretty heated. And if you push yourself to like push this guy to do what you want him to do, I think that... The chance of this not succeeding is maybe a bit haunting to you, and you are going to be burdened with your demon, the demon of the the children of the copper. <laughs> and your demon will be like kind of hovering over you the whole night, and it will be a bit distracting and probably a bit unpleasant for you. I hate that demon. <laughs> it's a four. Okay, okay. So you didn't mm -hmm. you didn't fail, so you don't take any stress. And how about you, poltergeist? Yeah, how's poltergeist? Um, I got a five. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Okay. So not a crit, but like. This is the most emotional conversation they've had in weeks. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, gang, this is going well. This is going remarkably well. You have Lord Strangford right where you want him. And as you say, what was the final line that you said to him again, if you remember? Um, oh, it was, gosh. it was that, uh, your companions are dead, but if you die as well, so does their memory. He lets out a long laugh. It's kind of salty and uncomfortable. And then he just sort of looks at you all and he reaches into his pocket and grabs a little ornate dagger. You don't feel threatened by this. There's nothing about his demeanor that suggests that he's going to use it against you and he doesn't. He holds it up to his arm and he makes a slice. And then you watch as the incision weaves together. Regenerative. And he says, if only I could die. I suspected it was something like that, which is why I want to make clear I am not offering this to you. There is another. You may have even seen it in the shadows, in the darkness. Two copper eyes. They are yours and they will see you where you need to go. I think the power of suggestion is on your side here. And he looks at you and then he kind of like looks back at, he like goes to look back at the other two, but kind of like waits for your approval, Silk, to do so. It's time. And he looks at you and he closes his eyes and he takes a long breath in. And a bead of sweat runs down his forehead, dark, inky. And he opens his eyes again and he says, I will do anything to get out of this life. Then I think Silk takes the pennies, places them in his hand, and like closes his hand around them and says, 
place them over your eyes. That's all you need to do. He does so. And Jay, what I imagine, (laughs) what I imagine this is, and I don't know what I need to roll to make it happen or how much stress I need to take in order to do it. I kind of think that this is like almost ceremonially symbolic, accepting, following Uh, or becoming a child of the copper eyes. Like he is swearing off his wealth and allegiances that he's made to other forces to, you know, enter the thrall of the eye. And I kind of think it would just usher him to death, like at this point, because this represents a crumbling of his estate and whatnot. But I think he will die as a follower of the eye. I I, even even going out, I feel like his life at this point is wealth and if he's if he is giving up all of his wealth that is tangible like money is like something that like you just have sometimes you just you you have (laughs) you don't know what to do with it Mm -hmm. but like he can't even control his own life just like he can't control his own finances so that makes total sense to me poor man we're we're like both saviors and monsters and that's my favorite kind Mm -hmm. (laughs) i Here's what's up. You are a cult. Yeah. And you have, <laughs> just as a little reminder, you're a freaking cult. And you have seen shit. And you see shit almost on the regular. Your demons. Poltergeist, your child. Grandpa. Your old man. And Silk, what, if we had to give a name to your demon, what would you call it? My silhouette. Oh, I hate how clever you are. That was good. <laughs> really tight. Damn, it's like you've been doing this for a while. Unbelievable. You do 10 years and uh, you pick up some tricks. <laughs> Wait until I do my grandpa talk. Oh, <laughs> grandpa and grandpa session upcoming. We're switching grandpas. All right. Grandpas only. Grandpas um, only. Okay, here's what happens. The child, the old man, and the silhouette manifest in this room together. Lord Strangford sits copper pennies on his eyes the three demons your demons start to speak in unison you don't necessarily see your your cohort's demons but you can tell that there are multiple presences in this room and as they all speak the sound fills the room and sort of like ping pongs off of the walls and you all hear in unison three voices this man is useless to me what do you expect me to do with this I expect you to honor your agreement. This man was a sinner. This man put so much misery into the world through his wealth and his power. And the clutching greed in his heart tried to anchor him to this world. He dies here with two pennies to his name. You have clutched him from whatever dark recesses have clawed him back from the grave. And... With him topples this house, this name. Surely you can see the line. Surely you can see the stones crumbling even now beneath our feet. He is a broken man. Surely you recognize this. He is broken and he is useless in life. But he cannot die. (laughs) He cannot die. Then this is a charity. Oh, I, I propose a deal entirely different. Let us have him. Let him become us. What say you? A vessel? Sure. Well, now. (laughs) That certainly has old grandpa peaked. What do you young folk think? 
Will you put him back together again? <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't. He's broken. But perhaps we can use him for something else. If he fulfills a debt, will you then finally let him pass? Hmm. What's in it for me? The word me ping-pongs off the ball. Me, me, me. Are you not the I? Who do I follow? Who do you follow? (sighs) You reject a broken thing, yet I came to you broken. Jay, question. Sure. Is this characteristic for any interaction we've had with the I before? Yeah. Nope. No, mm, no, you... they are you, but you can tell they're, yeah. they see an opportunity right now. Okay. Oh, and you are in a bit of a position of power because they're bargaining with you. You do not care for this man, do you? You care for what has brought him back. Mm. Perhaps I do. Isn't it interesting though? Not being able to. <laughs> well, and for the record, you all came to me broken. Yes, but you were fixable. Okay, this is a one shot, so Gabe's gonna do something absolutely outlandish. Do it! Yes! Yes! Yeah. Yes! yes Gabe. I want it! You want to make a deal? I do. If this man dies, what if we three split his gift instead for you? You want debts. You want value. You want it in eternity. Well, actually, I will not speak for my companions, but you will have mine. I, Poltergeist, I, 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 I don't know that I can watch you. I have followed you. I have followed you since I was very young until now. And I have not, I have not questioned you. I may have questioned my loyalty. I may have questioned my abilities, but I have never questioned the shadow that holds the eyes. Okay, you should. This is going to get weird. I love that you said that. I'm going to take two more stress and mm-hmm. once again activate uh, my ability. But uh-huh. instead of taking the invisibility form, I am going to become just a shadow. And the two coins that we gave him i'm going to take them and put him over put them over his eyes and then say aloud you've heard my deal you've heard my promise agree or disagree and leave them alone and poltergeist is trying to offer up to take the place of the immortality allow this man death and prevent their companions from having to make this deal holy uh and it's and it's because of the trauma they have about being told that they had to be a man of the house but instead of being a man of the house they can be a friend to their own what skill would you like to propose for this insanely beefy role that you're gonna have to do Ooh, say less that's a great question (laughs) What skill do you want to roll for trauma, Gabe? (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) And by the way, regardless of the skill, you will be taking at least two stress. Yeah, I know I got to be taking some stress out of this. If I'm going to watch my friend Poltergeist offer themselves up to this god that has suddenly taken a weird left turn (laughs) that I don't love. What about uh, consort? Consort? Yeah. 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 Because I think you're being straight with it. Like you're not trying to fool it or manipulate it okay can i contribute a dice here with a stress oh as like a little teamwork action yeah yeah you can just take a 
uh, stress. And Gabe, you can have an extra die on the roll. Incredible. Okay. Can I also push my luck? Yes, you can. <laughs> so, so take a stress. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Gabe. <laughs> yeah. And I think I I'm going to I think I'm just going to be like, young person, if this is the right path for you, then you have old grandpa's blessing. Just think of me when you're on the other side every now and then. And like a a hearty grandpa clap on the shoulder <laughs> is what my dice represents. Beautiful. Oh, actually maybe I take out a coin. A penny, oh. and I give it for them to keep a little piece of me, of the cult. That is so that is four die. Yeah. That is a one, a four, a oh. six, and a six. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. oh my god! That's a freaking critical success. Okay, okay. You, I'm sweating. All of a sudden, <laughs> all three of the demons are apparent to you and your cohorts, but they only speak to you in this moment, and they say, "Granted." <laughs> you see Lord Strangford's body fall limp. And Poltergeist, you are filled with a sensation that is hard to describe. <sighs> Almost pleasant at first, but then the pleasantness is unrelenting. <clears throat> and it burrows into your skin because it just doesn't stop. And it's all you can think about is you feel good, but it's, it's like there's no potential for anything left anymore. And you feel yourself on the verge of breaking. Poltergeist, are you still there? Is it still you? Poltergeist looks up and I think their eyes have changed color. Pupils that of copper. I now know as you do. Even gods will not always behave in fair trade. It has never been like this. This is... And Jay, are they, are they gone? For now, they are gone. But the now, may I make a selfish request? What is it? Cause. It seems we have a new debt to overturn. And even a god has become greedy. Not about to turn away from you now. I take a copper coin out of, you know, my uh, uh, little clutch bag and sort of, I think, as a, you know, statement of faith, like giving someone a copper coin is like, mm -hmm. this is almost like this is half my soul. And like, yeah, you, you I'm all in on, on helping you with whatever plan. Let's make it happen. <sighs> okay, okay. And screw Clarissa. <laughs> she sucks. <laughs> okay, I do love this. What's the plan? We align Clarissa in the way they wanted. We use their greed to eventually call upon our patron once more. And then we offer them something new. Sounds exciting. I think with with like kind of lightly trying to dab at tears that they have in their eyes, like kind of watching their friend go through this and sacrifice themselves in this way, but also trying not to smear their makeup. Um, <laughs> they like start nodding. All right, we still have 
still have a job to do. We need to get Clarissa that spot. Um, let's do this. Let's finish it out. You do have a job to do, yes, but you're imbued with a funny power. Immortality. But not only that, favor. And though you came to this party looking for favor from mortals, you got something more, for better or for worse. You go back upstairs, away from the servants' quarters. You rolled a critical success, and the Lady Clave is still stuck in her bedroom. (laughs) But we flash back a little bit earlier, and the audience gets to see her plan. Her plan of, well, the council wants to rid her husband of his title, and that title comes with money and power, and she can't have that. And so she locked all the doors and the windows when everybody entered the hall. And if not for someone locking her in a bedroom, they would all be dead. Oh! Oh, I kind of feel bad that we... We are champions, (laughs) my my friends. We just saved the council. I feel bad about that. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, yes. we just saved the council. You did. But you saved Doug. Well, no. More importantly, we <laughs> saved our friend who just wanted to attend a party. That's the only thing that we can feel good about in this circumstance. And Hutchins comes out, uh, I think, the better for it. Because when you all go home, you share the information that you choose to share. Probably not all of it. Probably not all of it. Plus, we didn't. If we, if the council had died, the servants would have died too, and that almost feels yeah. like that's against our tenants. Oh, yeah. that would definitely be against our tenants. So you make it out of this party unscathed, and so does everybody else. Well, minus one person, but he was barely clinging on by a thread. He's better off now. <laughs> and the cult, the children of the Copper Eye, is imbued with immortality, and so it has lasting power, and so. You have the choice of going on many more scores like this or not, but that choice is yours because you are going to live in perpetuity. (laughs) Oh, 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 that's as a grandpa. (laughs) Great. Eternal grandpa. Eternal grandpa. grandpa. They call me the Evergram. (laughs) Why don't you all tell me whether or not you are indulging in your vices after such a score? It is a great way to relieve stress after all. Let's start with you, Silk. Yeah. Um, we see like the flaking paint on a door that at one point must have been quite fine, but obviously it's seen many tenants been painted over many times. Uh, there's cracks. Uh, the room just isn't as nice as it could be. Uh, but It's been decorated well enough. The lamp has a fine shade over it that casts a light in the room that clashes against the harsh blue light that leaks in from outside in Duskfall. And we can see the false satin sheets that are, you know, perturbed and put to the side as the door opens up and behind it is silk. Uh, I think silk is, you know, looks... Maybe a bit frightened, maybe a bit rattled, uh, maybe fighting a few tears. But they stand there in the door uh, looking at this person who very recently had cast out an emotional line. And I think the crisis of faith that they had put them in a place where they say, I think I could try, actually, if the offer's still open. A fingertip runs along your collarbone. Yeah, 
I would like that very much. I didn't think that you... And I think they're stopped as Silk moves in to kiss them. And during this kiss, like, they close their eyes. It's, you know, they're, like, kind of melting together. And there's a moment where Silk's eyes, like, her eye, like, flickers open. And they can see in the corner of the room the now way more menacing burning copper eyes of the shade. And Silk is just like in this mood where they are not sure what this god actually represents or if it means the things that it said. And just leans in to their indulgence and grabs what it can out of life. And you are ever watched by the copper eyes as you do. Gramps? Oh, I don't think Gramps is indulging in vice tonight. I think this is one of the rare times when he's not amenable to that, in fact. And I think what he wants to do is cran Gaul's granddaughter, Delorelila. She always has time for him. That's why he loves her so much. You know, she's young in the middle of her career. She struggles. She never has enough money. Grandpa helps where he can. She's had a hard week, and I listen. I listen to her tell me about it. I listen to her tell me troubles, her fears. And at the end of the conversation, I tell her, don't worry, Delore Lila. Grandpa is always going to be there for you. (laughs) And as you hang up the call, the old man watches you, copper eyes ablaze. Poltergeist. There has always been one place where the copper eyes never spoke to them. The mausoleum that houses their parents. They step inside of it, books in hand, light a single candle, and they see etched on the walls what is gold to man, what is a man to God and they etch underneath it in stone what is a god to a poltergeist. They place the books on top of the graves of their parents, lit by candlelight. The flicker of copper light in their eyes, the strongest emotion you have seen, betrayal. And they read books written by acolytes and those of many different faiths, for they are indulging in their faith. These books, how to cull a god, how to punish a god. Because no god of theirs will ever show greed. Jonah died. And when Jonah died, Poltergeist made a promise. Those who were greedy stayed in the void, man or otherwise. And so they read. There is but one brief moment of vulnerability for you. Just in a moment where you're not concentrating as hard as you should be, your focus wavers a little bit. And in that moment, you feel something. A tiny hand grab yours. And you just hear something. (laughs) And the laugh echoes. (laughs) And that is where we will conclude our... Yeah! 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 Holy! Oh my god!
my god okay i want to give out some quick flowers because holy frick (laughs) um gabe to start you are so haunting (laughs) (laughs) yeah that, that voice. Yeah, you came so Ugh. prepared. Your like character concept was brilliant, and then like it, one one thing I loved about it was that you played it so differently than what I was expecting, and it just like there was so many ways you could have taken it, and it was so freaking cool to see you, Thank you do what you did with it. What a joy! Um, be. I mean, come on. <laughs> I love every character that you've ever done. <laughs> you put so much heart into even like the goofiest characters, and I just. I really like it. And like, I really like grandpa's really weird and like dark side. (laughs) It's so exciting. (laughs) Yeah. 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 The the breathing of the trance. And I'm like, whoa, grandpa is actually horrifying. Yeah, fully. (laughs) And James, when you were trying to convince Lord Strangford, I was like, I kept having to remind myself that I was also in the scene because I was just listening to the way that you were talking. And I was like, this is a great show. Yeah, that was some good off-the-cuff narration. Unbelievable. That was elegant. Yeah. Folks, yeah, there were so many scenes in this that I was just like, oh my God. I it's 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 so wonderful to be here in this and be a part of this yeah. because it came together so I well. Totally- only ha- I've only had the opportunity to play Blades in the Dark four times ever. Mm-hmm. I this I think might be what convinces me to play more because I realize how much you can do with it. Uh, yeah. Oh my god. I, yeah. I I will say like I have played Blades like maybe like five times and I had played one game that I considered to be like a perfect game of Blades in the Dark and is the only one that wasn't recorded but i'm very very happy to say that like i did manage to get another one this is like absolutely perfect oh my god thank you (laughs) agreed jay you know and it's like it's no small feat to put together a scenario where anything can fit into it and where you can adapt to anything that we brought and uh, b B was in my opinion b was the one who was like on your side the most to be honest i'm like wow james and i are just b's like okay i'm gonna this is this is where we're going james is like fuck that (laughs) (laughs) right here problems problems hooks problems yep i mean it's it's all part of it it all makes for a better experience and god what a great experience thank you so freaking much yeah now that was incredible oh yeah and james Mm -hmm. and gabe so so much fun oh, a delight. Yeah. i love oh, being absolutely on the crew. <laughs> well, I, honestly one of the most unexpected and like original blades characters i've ever oh, yeah. seen <laughs> i've never oh, seen a grandfather so cool. and he like the thing is your your character was so naturally disarming that every time something happened yeah. it was like oh and you just committed to oh no i look people die i'm like whoa 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 <laughs> all, all, all grandpas has got to be a thing yeah. right oh, eventually gabe the thing that i have to say to you is like it's almost the the opposite level of disarming like i wouldn't have expected your character to be disarming yeah. but like you took this haunting presence and put these like wonderful moments of humanity in it which then makes the ultimate like end that yeah. you created for that character yeah. so much more tragic um, and what an I, amazing I love that swing. yeah I what a great I, swing i love Thank that you. blades gives you flashback moments because i haven't had an opportunity to play a trans character who had a chance to face their past in the same way. Like that whole thing of like, well, I had, they told me I had to be the man of the house, but Mm -hmm. I'm not a man. (laughs) And hell yeah. And just like, Oh God. Yeah, no, that was, and there was, there was something really fun about like, 
poltergeist because of like having that shop together and us being together so often i'm like oh god like this this is their family yeah this is their family and these two are so friendly and so personable and i'm a ghost on the wall and it's not that i'm less (laughs) valuable but it's that they need to be able to speak to people they need to be untainted a shadow is a shadow, whether it's got something in it or not. Ooh, wow. <laughs> Gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't we do a quick sign off here? Um, I have been your host for today, and uh, my name is Jay. You probably know that already. My pronouns are they, them. You can find me on Twitter at Strotmask. It's like Strotmask Replica, but Elon told me my handle was too long. So that's S-T-R-A-U-T-M-A-S-K. And let's pass it over to the players. Please tell me where I can find you because I'm going to follow you <laughs> as if I haven't already. James, where can we find you? Hey, uh, you can follow me on most social media platforms at OneShotRPG um, on the bad website and also where skies are blue. <laughs> <laughs> yes, skies are blue over there, I would say. Um, Gabe, where can we find you? You can find me pretty much everywhere on the internet at Gabe James Games. But I'm telling you now, if you go to TikTok, it's a weird place. (laughs) (laughs) We like weird. All right, B, where can we find you? Um, I'm on a couple of things as B Mars or B Marsolier, Blue Sky, Instagram, Tumblr, (laughs) and (laughs) looking forward to no one yeah oh god it's a cut cut editor can you cut that <laughs> well and a big salute thanks Jay. and a big salute thank you so much to one shot for having me i am so appreciative and so grateful this was such a wonderful experience um i believe there will be surveys at the end so yes there will be surveys uh be sure to fill them out yes right. um, and let them know if you liked me don't let them know if you didn't like me <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks so much and signing off this episode of one shot features music from the following artists goosebumps and beast both by cody martin the diary by cjo Harboring by Salon Dijon. Our Web of Lies by Moments. Maleficus by Scott Buckley. And Unexpected Turn by Moments. This episode of One Shot was edited by Jay Troutman and Tracy Barnett and sound designed by Tracy Barnett. You can find more of their work online anywhere at The Other Tracy. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening, and thank you to Gabe, B, and James for being the best players a GM could ask for. That's it for me. <laughs> Don't forget to fill out the survey from OneShot and tell them what you thought of me. I am so grateful to have been here and in your ears, and I hope you loved listening to our game. And now, a final send-off from me. Make weird art. And when I say weird, I mean Weird. All your weird ideas are cool and worth exploring, and the beautiful thing about this world is that there are so many of us, and your art will reach someone, and it will mean something to them, and that is extremely powerful. (laughs) I know this is a weird call to action, but we just played a very weird game of Blades in the Dark, and I just wanted to take this opportunity and tell you that your weird project that you've been thinking of starting up is waiting for you, and I hope you pursue all of your weird artistic dreams. Be creative and weird today. Not for me, but for you. 
thank you again. I'll see you when I see you. <laughs> Bye. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.